Welcome to the debate featuring the candidates for the 150th New York State Assembly. This debate will feature incumbent Assemblyman Andy Goodell, who is running on the Republican and conservative tickets, and Sandra Lewis, who is running on the Democratic line. I'm Julia Cislaw Hanley, the Public Affairs Director for WRFA, joined by my media partner, Justin Gould from WNY News Now. Media One Group's radio's Terry Frank is unable to join us for tonight's debate, but has submitted questions for both Justin and I will ask of candidates. This event is broadcasting live on 107.9 FM and streaming on WRFALP.com. You can also watch the live stream of this debate on media partner WNY News Now streaming network, channel 716 on Roku TV. WRFA will rebroadcast this debate at a later date. The debate is made possible through funding from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Our panel will pose a series of questions to the candidates to discuss, and each candidate will have the opportunity to ask one question to the other. The candidates will be given 90 seconds for each for, each for an opening statement. Afterward, they will have up to 60 seconds to respond to each question, along with 60 seconds for any rebuttals. If a candidate runs out of time, our official timekeeper, Gavin Paternitti, will notify the candidate with the following sound. They will then have five seconds to wrap up, at which one point I will cut them off if needed. Also, you will both be notified when you have 30 seconds remaining on your clock by Gavin. So let's begin. So, we did do a coin toss prior to the start of this program to determine the order for opening statement. Uh, Ms. Lewis did win that coin toss, but she decided she opted like we in NFL football to go second. So we will start with Mr. Goodell, and she followed by Ms. Lewis, and we'll rotate the starting candidates for each question thereafter. So, Mr. Goodell, you have 90 seconds for your opening remarks. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for uh, WRFA, uh, Western New York News Now, and the Media One Group for uh, sponsoring this event. I think it's important for candidates and challengers to have an opportunity to uh, share their opinions and views on important issues facing us. Uh, I have uh, been very thankful that I've been able to represent Chautauqua County for about 12 years now. And during that time, I've um, served on a number of important committees, including the Health Committee and the Judiciary Committee. I currently serve on the Social Services, Government Operations, and Cities Committee. I also serve as a minority leader pro tem, which is a fancy phrase for saying a floor leader. And as a floor leader, I review every single bill that comes up on the floor of the legislature for debate. And with my colleagues, I decide whether or not that bill goes through because it's not controversial or whether we debate it. And if we debate it, I coordinate the debate, um, trying to get other colleagues to debate as well. Uh, but otherwise, I debate it myself. And because of that, um, there was a recent report that pointed out, I speak more on the floor of the assembly than any other member. And so when I stand in front of you and say, thank you very much for the opportunity to represent you, I appreciate being your voice in Albany. I really am your voice in Albany. And I appreciate the input that I get from all of our residents and many others who give us input. And I take that input to Albany and make sure Albany hears us in Chautauqua County. Thank you, Mr. Goodell. Ms. Lewis, you are welcome <clears throat> to have 90 seconds for your opening remarks. Hello, I am Sandra Lewis, and I am running for the New York State Assembly's seat in our District 150. Thank you for letting me participate in this. Let me also thank WFRA News for sponsoring this event, as well as our moderator, Julia, 
and Justin, and our panelists and Mr. Goodell. Uh, my committee members who have worked so hard and all the listening voters in our district. I thank you very much. To begin, let me point out an important fact about legislating. It is easier to get things done when I'm working with and within the majority party. While there are many issues I would address in the assembly, one of my main areas of focus will be promoting economic development throughout our district. I would champion a variety of ways to increase our economic standing. I will take all of our economic concerns and needs to Albany in order to bring back funding to accomplish these common goals. In one of the richest states in the nation, Chautauqua County is the poorest. We might not agree on everything, but all of us need to agree that we need to improve our areas economically. We need... You can finish your thought. Oh, okay. So we need new and innovative ideas and to try some new things to get things done. And working within the majority, I believe I can get these things accomplished for our district. Okay. Thank you, Ms. Lewis. We'll move along to our first question now. And this is the only question that was provided to candidates ahead of time. And that question is, why are you running for New York State Assembly? Uh, we will start again with uh, Assemblyman Goodell. Uh, thank you very much. <clears throat> I'm running for New York State Assembly for re-election because there are some really critical issues facing our state. And I want to be the voice for Chautauqua County helping our state uh, plot a path that makes the most sense for us. In particular, I'm deeply concerned about the impact of inflation on all of our families, and especially the cost increases that we're seeing in energy. National Fuel just mentioned that our anticipated energy costs will go up 50% this year for natural gas to heat our homes. And there's reasons for that because it's being driven by bad state policy. And I'm determined to stand up and point out how we can improve the system to keep our costs lower for our residents. I'm also focused on having safer communities by restoring bail discretion for judges. It's outrageous to me that somebody can be arrested and back out on the street within minutes uh, so somebody can come break into your house and the very next night, they're out on the street again. I've introduced legislation to restore judicial discretion for our judges, which is so important. I've always had a passion for welfare reform. Uh, unfortunately, our current welfare system traps people in welfare because it has fiscal cliffs. And when you get to a certain income level, you simply can't afford to make more money. And so I've introduced legislation to address the fiscal cliff and make it easier for people to leave welfare and be successful. And of course, I continue to stand up for our lawful gun owners and hunters, which is important to hear in Chautauqua County. And that's why I'm running for re-election. Okay. Ms. Lewis, uh, same question to you. Why are you running for state assembly? Okay. Uh, thank you. That's a very good question. It's a question that I thought about when I was first asked to run. And the person said, well, let me have a few minutes to convince you. Well, they didn't need to convince me because I always wanted to run for state assembly and try and work on the issues that I see happening here. 
So some of the things I thought about is affordable housing. There are people that um, are struggling with their rent. Uh, the rent prices have gone up. Uh, there's some programs I'm thinking about starting here that I've seen uh, elsewhere in the state, like subsidized housing and rent, uh, keeping them low. I would love to work on mental health accessibility. There is a concern that the services are leaving uh, the northern county and going to the southern and vice versa. There needs to be a way that people can obtain the services in which they need. Now, it is tragic that we have um, these mass shootings. And the way I view the change gun laws is that we have to do something. So maybe this isn't the answer forever, but it's the answer for now, and we should work with it for now. Um, do either, now I don't imagine with the opening questions, if you're welcome, both of you, to do a rebuttal. Uh, you would have 60 seconds each for a rebuttal if either chooses to do a rebuttal to this question. Sure. Okay. You have 60 seconds, Mr. Goodell. Oh, thanks. Um, I appreciate my colleagues' uh, concern on affordable housing, and it's a concern I shared. In fact, I spent 20 years as a chairman of CODE, which is a uh, uh, moderate income housing company here in Jamestown, and we developed over 100 affordable housing units. What we are seeing right now in terms of the housing crisis across the state is a direct result of the misguided legislation that was passed by the Democrat majority two years ago that just devastated small landlords. And of course, we all know that when you put small landlords out of business, you create a housing shortage, and that's exactly what we're experiencing now. So what I bring to the floor of the assembly is an understanding of economics and an understanding of how uh, things really work on the ground and use those economic principles to address an issue. And that's what I'm doing on affordable housing by suggesting we need to help our small landlords so that they can provide more housing at a more affordable price. Ms. Lewis, do you have a 60-second rebuttal you would like to give? Yes. I would first look and see why we have an issue with the rising costs of um, renting and, and buying homes. Um, it has gone in an astronomical fashion. It's over $1,000 to get a decent apartment. So helping the landlords uh, is, is a key. I, I do agree with that. I also see that we can have a low-income housing tax credit, find some builders to keep the prices low. There's many things we can do, but um, I would like to help everyone have a good day-to-day -day life here in Chautauqua County. That way, they would stay. Okay. 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 Thank you very much. Continuing on with our questions now, uh, this is from WJTN's Terry Frank, directed first to Ms. Lewis and then Mr. Goodell can respond as well. It's always nice to be in the majority of the New York State Assembly or Senate. However, with most of the lawmakers coming from New York City, the majority of the power seems to be derived from there. How could you be a voice to advocate for Western New York? Okay, thank you for that question. 
I have had uh, history in the past working with the caucuses from uh, downstate New York State in terms of um, advocating for educational issues. And I think that I would work well, I would be invited to the table, number one, and I can bring up the concerns that we have here in Chautauqua County and show them that the same concerns that they have in downstate, we too have here. So I would be a voice for the people here in Chautauqua. Thank you. And then for Mr. Goodell on your side, you're in it already as a Republican. How do you make headway, if at all, with trying to get your ideas to the table? Uh, great question. So two observations. First, the Democrat caucus does not view favorably members who debate their own bills. And so, for example, Mark Schroeder spoke up. He ended up in the Alfred E. Smith building across the street. Uh, Sam Roberts once voted three times against Democrat initiatives. He ended up in a new building across the street. Uh, that's not unusual. So to suggest that a, a Democrat from Chautauqua County can go and debate bills against the Democrats in New York City will result in no one being heard in Chautauqua County. I serve as a floor leader. And so my Democrat colleagues know my job is to debate the bills. And I do it uh, with a lot of background and with a lot of support from staff and others. And what we find every year is we start the year with about a couple dozen chapter amendments, which are amendments to bills we passed the prior year, often reflecting the very things we brought up on debate. I have also worked directly with the governor to encourage the governor to veto bills that were might be politically popular, but very damaging, especially bills that were very damaging to some of our local employers. And I reach out to the Business Council, uh, others, and have successfully uh, convinced the governor to veto some of those terrible bills. And then third, uh, we routinely uh, review the bills. Every bill that comes up, I review. And so if I have suggestions that can be helpful, I give them. And every year there's four or five bills that are amended to reflect my suggestions. Ms. Lewis, would you like to rebut? Yes. So in my capacity at SUNY Fredonia, uh, I did this for 16 years. I had the, um, uh, the job of uh, mitigating between two different sides of a particular problem. And I find that it's those kind of skills that I can use in the assembly to talk and debate and speak on issues and have them recognize where our county is. Um, I want to tell a quick joke. My friend, when I told him I was running for state assembly, said, which state? So I know, what, <laughs> I know what I will be up against. I know what I will be up against. But my interaction with them in the past leads me to believe they will be open to my suggestions. Mr. Goodell, you have time to rebut if you'd like. Okay. Uh, I, I appreciate my, uh, my opponent's uh, comments. But the truth of the matter is um, we've been very effective in actually changing the course of New York State. And I do that by being 
professional and cordial to my Democrat colleagues. And so when they know that one of their bills is coming up to debate, I'll actually share with them the questions and sometimes the answer, because my debate is not intended to embarrass them, but to focus on the public policy. And that's why they're amenable when one of their bills come up. And I say, you know, I may support your approach, but the language needs help. And a simple example, you may recall the legislation that bans bump stocks. Bump stocks are an attachment to a rifle that converts a semi-automatic into an automatic rifle and was used uh, in a horrific situation down in uh, Vegas, I think, or in, in Nevada. Well, the original draft of the bill would have banned most things that are in a hardware store. I worked with the sponsor until we had legislation that was tight and effective, and it then passed unanimously. That's the type of work I do. Thank you for your comments. We're at the precipice of a recession for the country, with some arguing that we are in one already. What will you do to help the economy in New York State and help people dealing with inflation costs? And we'll start with Mr. Goodell on this question. It's a great question because obviously everyone here is wrestling with the impacts of inflation. And the inflation has hit us on almost every level, but especially on energy. And so to address the inflationary pressures and help New Yorkers recover, I support a gas tax cut. Unfortunately, it was only temporary. Surprise, surprise, it expires shortly after the election. I support making that gas tax permanent. Second, I support developing more energy for Chautauqua County in the state of New York. The Democrat majority has blocked every single natural gas pipeline application that was coming into New York and has banned any uh, further development of natural gas resources that we have right here in southwestern New York. As a result, we're seeing a supply shortage and a projected 50% increase in the cost of heating your home this year. I would strive to open up uh, more exploration in an environmentally responsible manner, increase energy supplies, and reduce the cost to our homeowners and to our businesses. One of the biggest expenses our businesses are facing is a huge increase in unemployment, reflecting the fact that so many people were collecting unemployment during COVID. I think New York State needs to step up to the plate and pay down that deficit. Last year, it drove me crazy. The state legislature, driven out of New York City Democrats, gave $2.1 billion to illegal immigrants and nothing to help our employers with that unemployment. I think it needs to be the other way around. We need to help our employers bring their costs down so they can be more competitive. Okay. Ms. Lewis, um, so what would you do to help the economy in New York State in terms of uh, inflation or if, and with recession costs? Okay, thank you. That's a good question. I, I think it is, I've always asked the question to myself, uh, why is it that the gas is cheaper in Manhattan than it is in Fredonia or Jamestown? It just didn't make sense to me. And so there must be something going on to keep the gas prices low in that area. Why can't we have that same sort of subsidy help here. And I would do my best to find out why. We're, we're actually closer to the source here in Western New York than they are. So there is something that is going on. And I know that I am going into a new uh, position, but I feel I can work well with all people 
and get answers to my questions and help reduce the uh, the inflation rates here. Also, okay, I'll stop. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Goodell, do you have a rebuttal? Uh, yeah, I do. Thank you. Um, we know that our costs in Western New York are driven by economic conditions, supply and demand. And that's why I keep arguing that we need to increase low-cost energy to bring the cost down for homeowners and for our business and industry. And we need to recognize that we cannot simply turn off the gas, if you will, and go all electric. Just uh, last week I was at um, Grape Co-op in Westfield. They take the grape juice and make concentrate using natural gas. If they were to switch to all electric, they would have to add 17 transformers, and the Westfield utility doesn't even have the capacity to power it. So we need to recognize that we need to bring the cost of energy down, but we also need to bring our workers' comp costs down. We need to bring our unemployment costs down. We need to recognize that we're in direct competition with Pennsylvania and Ohio, and we need to work directly to bring those costs in line with our neighboring states. And that would be my focus moving forward. Thank you. Ms. Lewis, do you have a rebuttal? Um, no, I don't have one right now. I'm sorry. It's just that um, there are reasons why the costs are higher here. And I would have to research and see why, not just assume that it is you know, because we can't get the energy here or supply or demand. We say that we have supply and demand and that uh, affects the cost, but that is not always true. That, that is not always true. Um, I see that um, during the holiday seasons, uh, is the supply less in the summer than it is in the winter? Why do costs go up, you know, depending on the season? So there is something else that is going on, and I would try to get all sorts of help here in our county and repurpose the, um, the national fuel grid place on the lake. Repurpose that, get that back into uh, production. Thank you very much. Switching gears a little bit, uh, during and after now with the pandemic, the importance of mental health and finding proper treatment has really risen to the forefront. If reelected or elected as our representative in Albany, what could you do or would you do to try to increase treatment here locally? We'll start with Mrs. Lewis. Okay. So some of the things I have um, spoken to with people is accessibility. They do not know um, where to go. They um, have transportation problems. And there is the impression that the social services are moving to Jamestown. But talking to some people in Jamestown, they think it's moving to Dunkirk. So I would like us to increase um, people coming into our area and working with our youth and young adults. I think the COVID-19 two-year shutdown has affected a lot of people, not only those in school, but those out in the workplace. 
and people are now getting out more, but you can tell that they have been affected by it. It would be wonderful for them to um, find a place to go, find someone who they think can relate to their issue, and sometimes that means a person who is marginalized needs to find a psychiatrist who is also marginalized. There's a sense of trust and thinking that you can have a common ground with someone. Thank you. Mr. Goodell, what would you do to help mental health? Um, I'm really pleased at the progress we're starting to make right here in Chautauqua County on some really amazing initiatives. Um, as you know, the Mental Health Association out of Jamestown, which is a peer-on-peer -peer program, just received a huge grant uh, with matching funding to initiate a dramatic expansion in their mental health services. And uh, Stephen Cobb, the uh, administrator, just received an outstanding uh, developer award by the Chamber of Commerce, and he's doing phenomenal work. And um, that type of program has my strong and unequivocal support. Up in the north end, you also have an individual who is working really hard to make a difference. He lost his own son uh, as a result of an overdose. Um, he's moving his, forward, his program forward with peer-to-peer -peer counseling, uh, also sports-related uh, mental health support. And my office and I work personally with him directly with letters of support to help him get more funding. I'm especially pleased with the developments that Chautauqua County itself is doing in the mental health area. Um, not only do they have new offices where Clipstar used to be, I'm going back maybe and dating myself a little bit, uh, but um, beautiful offices there. Um, but they also landed a unique grant and a unique program. I think there's only 16 counties in the state that have this program, only four states in the nation. It's a nationwide program focusing on the most effective means of addressing mental health. And again, a program that I strongly support. Thank you. Mrs. Lewis, would you like to rebut? I would. Um, then there is an impression that the services are not here. Maybe they're not getting to the people, okay? Because um, I know a few people that are doing it via Zoom, um, as opposed to going to an office in either Jamestown or Dunkirk. So are we talking to all the people, you know? Maybe it's a matter of communication. Thank you. Mr. Goodell, you do have time to respond. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge challenge getting the word out. And um, I'll, obviously, all the organizations are doing their best to get the word out to the amount of services that we have here in Chautauqua County. But one program that not everyone knows about is a program run by United Way called 211. And 211 is a program where you dial 211, just like you might dial 911, right? You dial 211, and you're immediately connected with a trained professional who can help you locate and connect with the support services that you need. Uh, it's really helpful on mental health issues, but it's broader than that as well. If you have a fire or a natural disaster or sickness, they all have an incredible database, and that's their mission. And I'm really proud to say that every year I've served on the Social Services Budget Reconciliation Committee and have successfully gotten a, a significant increase in funding for the 211 program. It's a great program, and I will continue to advocate strongly for it. Thank you. 
So the next question that we have, this one, again, is from Media One Group's Terry Frank. Uh, and uh, this one will actually go to uh, Mr. Goodell first. In a recent survey, and you've referred to this already, you and Senator Borrello were found to have spoken the most on the floor of your respective chambers. How has that helped your constituents in the 150th district? Yes, I, I often say I'm your voice in Albany. And someone had the unpleasant task of actually counting all those words. Senator Brello, in his first full year as a uh, junior senator, had the most, he spoke the most on the floor of the Senate, 76,000 words. And in the Assembly, I also spoke the most, and I had over 300,000 words that I spoke over a two-year period. Now, part of that is obviously related directly to my position as the floor leader. And so every single bill that comes up, I either say, you know, go ahead with a vote or lay aside for debate. And I probably debate about one-third of the bills. And that uh, debating record um, means that every resident in Ishtar County is assured that I have no problem at all standing up and speaking on their behalf, on your behalf, here in Chautauqua County, about what's most important to us here in the county. And in addition, I coordinate the debates for others as well, and I get tremendous support from our technical staff and the other legislators. Um, because not everyone wants to debate me, it also gives me the opportunity to work with them on amending their bills or tweaking their bills or coming up with chapter amendments to get their bills through. And so I always debate in the most professional manner I can, I try not to embarrass anyone, but I'm very focused on what we're trying to do. And that being your voice in Albany is critically important to making sure our interests are heard. Thank you. Ms. Lewis, uh, well, the question's a little altered for you, as obviously you're not on the assembly at this mm -hmm. point. But uh, how would you say your background uh, may help constituents in terms of um, whether it comes to debating issues in Albany? Okay. So uh, the proof is in the pudding. It is not the amount of words that you speak. It is the action behind those words. And I don't think a, a word record is something I would go for. I plan to go for people having food in their homes. I plan to go for people having a roof over their head. And I plan for people to have a good living wage and working in a safe environment. So to me, that is what the uh, constituents would benefit from. Um, words are not actions. You have to look at the actions that's coming from those words to affect the people that live not like you, not like me, but they are having issues living in this county. So. That's what I would do. Okay, thank you. Mr. Goodell, do you have a rebuttal? Uh, certainly. Um, my college background was in economics, political science, mathematics. I think I share that with my, uh, my opponent. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I have a law degree. And so I use that background every day when I'm on the floor of the assembly. And I use it most effectively to move forward ideas that make sense to us here in Chautauqua County. So for example, um, my office helped with over 300, um, more than 300 constituents who had issues, for example, the Labor Department. 
because I can pick up the phone and talk to a labor liaison. We help people with ABC issues or with uh, uh, Department of Health issues. We're doing constituent service almost every day of every week. And so it's not just being on the floor of the legislature. It's helping with grant applications. It's supporting economic development. It's supporting individuals who have challenges with the state legislature or with the state government. And that's where I think our office really excels. Ms. Lewis, do you have a rebuttal? All I can say is that um, I believe working with the majority, they have resources that are not open to the minority leader. They have a program in council where you take an idea and they develop legislature. So I need to see what has the legislation done to help the people in the county. And I just think I can work better with the majority to get things done where you can visually see it, you know, so. Thank you. Thank you very much. A legal battle is underway right now in New York State over a controversial gun law which restricts the carry of firearms in certain sensitive locations. Also, new requirements now have uh, pistol permit applications, enhanced background checks for social media. Where do you stand on this issue of balancing Second Amendment rights and public safety? And we'll start with Mrs. Lewis. Okay, thank you. So I um, looked at this new, uh, these new regulations and um, stipulations and I understand the reasoning behind it. You know, we're, we've had so many mass killings and uh, we have to do something. Somebody has to do something. It may not be the only one solution, but at least we're doing something. I see nothing wrong in requiring someone to have training for using that weapon. I find nothing wrong in having someone have a background check to make sure they don't have a, a criminal record and having someone to share their social media, maybe that came because of the uh, shooters talking a lot about killing people on social media. And I don't wanna see a Uvalde here in the county. I, I don't wanna see that. I am fed up with people who should not have guns going out and killing our children. Now, I am not a gun owner, I'll admit that, but I know people who do have guns, and my, my grandfather was a hunter, my grandmother was a hunter, so... Thank you. Mr. Goodell, where do you stand on this issue? The most recent legislation that was passed in a special session was political theater at its worst. Governor Hochul called us back in a special session two days after her primary election. So she called a special election to get a boost in her primary election. And when we arrived on schedule, there was absolutely no bill even printed for our review. I was on the floor at three in the morning on the Thursday, we were called back just to adjourn until the next day to see the legislation. And when we got the legislation, it was an obvious and blatant attempt to go directly against what the U.S. Supreme Court had just ruled. 
We went down the Supreme Court ruling and we went down the legislation and point by point they violated almost every single thing the U.S. Supreme Court had said was admissible. And the whole purpose of that law was to put unreasonable restrictions on licensed permit holders who had already gone through a background check, who had already gone through job training, and the data is absolutely clear, were not the cause of gun violence. It was political theater at its worst. That's not to say gun violence isn't an issue. It is. But we need to focus on the criminals, not on licensed permit holders, for Pete's sake. So what's happened on uh, focusing on the criminals? Well, the Democrats passed a law and eliminated bail, including bail for a criminal who has a gun and breaks into your house. That's the absolute wrong approach, and we need to focus our efforts on the criminals and getting guns out of their hands. Mrs. Lewis, you have time to rebut. I, okay, my understanding of the bill um, uh, not awarding or not having bail for certain uh, crimes is that we are incarcerating a lot of people on uh, more than other groups of people. I understand that. And I understand that bad things happen to good people. And it is um, um, unacceptable, but it does happen that someone gets out and they continue on. I believe that we're trying to stop people from getting in the prison system because it does change you. It does not rehabilitate you. It changes you to a become more of a criminal than you were when you were put in there. So I understand the reasoning behind this, and it is a tragedy when someone is affected by. Thank you. Mr. Goodell, would you like to respond? Yeah. The, the Democrat majority eliminated bail for over 400 crimes, including possession of an illegal weapon, including robbery, including burglary. And as a result, they don't have to post any bail whatsoever. They're given the equivalent of an appearance ticket, and they're back on the streets within hours. And what's the effect been? According to the Office of Court Administration, over one-third of individuals arrested for felony in New York State were rearrested. I mean, the numbers are just shocking. My car was stolen when I was in Albany. It was in a secure parking lot. The guy who stole it was back on the street the same day they arrested him. It took me months to reach an insurance settlement, find a new car, and move on with my life. Let's stop focusing on getting inmates out of prison. Let's stop focusing on having people released without bail, and let's start focusing on protecting our residents and innocent victims. Thank you. Uh, you both will have an opportunity now to comment more on this topic uh, because our next question is, uh, with concerns about crime being on the rise and differing opinions about bail reform laws, how do you plan to address public safety concerns in New York State? And we start with Mr. Goodell. Uh, thank you. New York is the only state in the nation that does not allow judges to consider how dangerous the person is that was just arrested in determining bail. Senator Barillo and I have introduced legislation to restore judicial discretion so that our judges can do the job they were elected to do on um, protecting you 
and your neighbors and your kids from criminals. I hope that legislation moves forward. In addition, the Democrat majority stripped all the protections from parole. Under a bill they call less is more, and they're right, it's less protections, a lot more crime. But under their bill, you cannot have your parole revoked unless you commit another crime. And by the way, if you commit another crime, you're going to jail anyway. We need to restore parole. We need to support funding for school resource officers. We need to support technology that can help make us safer. But we've got to get out of this situation where we think the criminals should be back on the street as fast as possible while the victims are still suffering from the crime. And I've introduced legislation to do that. Thank you. Ms. Lewis, how would you plan to address public safety concerns in New York State? Okay. So I do agree that I believe that judges should be a part of making the decision about bail. So we agree on that issue. I think that um, good, again, uh, bad things happen to good people. And we can point to all of the sensationalism of that case where someone was murdered by somebody who got out on bail or did not have bail. But there is other ways that we can address public safety. Um, I would support having uh, street cameras to catch things. I would support using uh, technology in that way. And also look at um, the reforming those that are in prison. I mean, rehabilitating those or trying to. And um, yeah, so that's what I would do. Okay. And I also want to point out that the crime rate in our county has gone down. Okay, I was at an event where it was talked about that uh, the crime rate was up, and yes, it was. But what was left out of that conversation, that it was for New York City, and the crime rate in Chautauqua County has been reduced. Thank you. Mr. Goodell, do you have a rebuttal? Well, first of all, I thoroughly appreciate the incredible work done by Sheriff Quattron and our sheriff deputies and all of our local police force. And I strongly support their efforts to reduce crime. But this lack of bail is not a few isolated incidences. 23.7% uh, of last year's burglary suspect suspects were rearrested within 60 days, within two months. And a lot of them are arrested for even more serious charges. So, for example, uh, suspects arrested last year for shoplifting went on quickly to commit more serious crimes, with 21.6 arrested for felonies within 60 days. These are serious, serious issues that we need to address. And so I'm very, very pleased that I just received the endorsement of the Police Conference of New York. And this is what they said. Our endorsement is based on your well-known documented positions taken in support of law enforcement, the friendship you have exhibited to our police officers, and the confidence we have in you to continue to be a very effective member of the assembly. And so I'm very proud of that endorsement. Thank you. Ms. Lewis, do you have a rebuttal? Yes. Um, 
the statistics that were shared um, may be misleading, okay? If you're going to speak on uh, the crime rate, because I was hoodwinked before, and found out that the numbers that were given were being given by uh, downstate or were from downstate. I think that um, we should stop trying to scare people and to uh, not realizing some different ways of doing business, especially if it affects a certain group of people. Thank you very much. Moving on to a different subject, one that's in the news here in Jamestown very recently. We've seen, like in many other areas, a spike in the local homeless population. At the same time, we've seen a lack of affordable housing. What can you do as a state lawmaker to help deal with these issues? We'll start with Mrs. Lewis. Thank you. Uh, that is one of my concerns as well. It may be more so in Jamestown and in Dunkirk, but we have it as well. I think that um, we can provide uh, subsidies to uh, use the low-income house tax credit to have builders uh, build um, buildings to house the homeless. I know over the years we have lost several of those in uh, Chautauqua County, and I would want to uh, look at the situation and um, receive some funding to address the issue. Mr. Goodell. Uh, thank you. Um, I had the opportunity um, periodically to sit in on a Zoom call uh, hosted by our United Ways, and this subject came up. I mean, there's a group of uh, social services agencies, and they were talking about it. And COI is working on it very hard. As you know, Mayor Sundquist has made it a priority, has reached out to the faith community as well to deal with the homeless situation. And the question I asked at the time was, are you doing background demographic analysis on who's homeless, and why are they homeless? When we have a safety net program, with our welfare program. We have housing assistance already through our welfare program. So the real question is, why are they on the streets? And what got them there? And are we dealing with the root cause? As I mentioned earlier, I served for 20 years as the chairman of the board of CODE, which provided over 100 uh, low-income housing units in the city of Jamestown. Our mission was to select the worst neighborhood and make it into the best neighborhood with the best housing. And they were very successful. We also need to recognize also that two years ago, the state legislature, Democrat majority, passed a series of laws that were just absolutely devastating for small landlords. So for example, they limited the security deposit to one month, but made the eviction process run two to three months. Meaning that if you're a landlord and you have to evict someone, you're almost guaranteed to lose money. And as a result, a lot of them lost money and a lot of them refused to uh, rent anymore to lower income people. So we need to look at the impact of legislation on the market to maximize the availability of affordable housing. Mrs. Lewis, would you like to respond? Um, yes. I do agree that we need to look at the research and look at why people are homeless. 
and we need to look at all the factors. Uh, being a renter myself back in the day, it was sometimes difficult to come up with a security deposit and you may be in a situation where the living conditions are not the best, you need to move somewhere else. So I would have to um, look at both sides of the coin, so to speak, and figure out how we can have improvements for both the landlord and also the person renting. Thank you. Mr. Goodell, you have time for rebuttal. Thank you. Uh, in addition to changing the rental laws, which has been devastating to small landlords, you may recall that the, the Democrat majority put in a two-year rent moratorium. And so the landlords are paying mortgage. They're paying taxes. They have to maintain the property. And there was a moratorium on rent or evictions of any kind. And unlike the federal CDC moratorium, the state moratorium was not limited by income. It didn't require the applicant or the uh, tenant to apply for all available resources. It had no restrictions that the, the federal CDC had. And so it was just devastating to the housing market. So what's the best solution? The best solution is to amend the law, make it easier for small landlords to exist and to rent to lower income people and to expand the housing market. And as a legislator, I'm always focused on what we can do to make housing more affordable for individuals by harnessing the power of the private sector. And I would continue to do so. We uh, now come to the part of the program where each candidate will have the opportunity to pose a question to their opponent. So you get to be us, essentially. <laughs> so uh, opponents will be given 90 seconds to respond. The questionnaire has up to 60 seconds for a rebuttal. And then the opponent will have 30 seconds for a final rebuttal. So uh, based on how we started out, we will uh, have uh, Mr. Goodell will be able to pose the first question to Ms. Lewis. Thank you. And thank you for participating, Ms. Lewis. I appreciate your comments. Um, national Fuel Gas on September 22nd of this year announced they anticipated that natural gas prices would go up an estimated 50% for our homeowners across this area. And NYSEG announced that electric rates are projected to increase about 45%. What ideas do you have as a legislative candidate to address those types of cost increases and help bring them down in the future. Thank you for that question. I would, number one, look at the sources of why all of this is going up and uh, see what subsidies we can get to help with this. I know with the IRA that it's being uh, given that we can use some of that to reduce the cost of gas and electricity and energy. So I would look to try and offset that, but I would need to look into the problem and see why this would be happening. Um, I understand the gas prices. I'm paying the same thing you are, and uh, it is going up. Um, uh, not as much as they thought, uh, but it is increasing. So uh, I would... Um, gather more information and do some research and try and come up with a solution to reduce that. Okay. Mr. Goodell, you have 60 seconds for a rebuttal. 
Um, thank you. Um, the energy policy that is being pursued by the majority in Albany is, in my opinion, absolutely divorced from economic reality. And so there have been three pipelines that have been proposed to come into New York to supply New York residents with low-cost natural gas, and every one of them was blocked by the Democrat administration. Finally, the federal courts ruled that national fuel could proceed after like a five-year delay with the Northern Access Pipeline. In addition, New York State has turned down every single permit for new uh, natural gas generating plants. At the same time, they're demanding that everyone start moving toward full electrification. And their requirement that you electrify your house that's on their agenda coming on in the future will cost the average homeowner between twenty dollars and $30,000. Let's focus on getting inexpensive natural gas here to our residents and focus on expanding generating capacity so we can bring those prices down. Okay, thank you. And Ms. Lewis, you have 30 seconds for a final rebuttal. I hope that um, when people see one area that is getting more services than another, that there is um, a person that is working with the majority who could, hey, Chautauqua County over here, we need help as well as you need help. And um, it would afford me the opportunity to work with them and to make sure that we can get some of that. Thank you. Now, Ms. Lewis, you have time to ask a question to Mr. Goodell, who will then have 90 seconds to respond. All right, thank you. If Zeldin is elected and proposes abortion restrictions, how will you vote and why? Um, certainly. Um, as you know, New York now has the most liberal abortion laws in the nation. A couple of years ago, the Democrat majority amended the New York's abortion law to allow abortion right up to the day the child is born. And I was appalled, to be honest. Now, my position is that uh, I support allowing abortion, uh, if you will, at will, up until there's a heartbeat. When that baby has a heartbeat, we need to start treating it like a human. And I would then allow or support abortion only in those situations where the mother's life or health was at serious risk, or there are unusual circumstances such as a very young person or someone who had developmental disabilities that may not even know they were pregnant. But once there's a heartbeat, I'd be very, very um, hesitant to encourage abortions. So that's the way I would approach it. As a practical matter, unless the assembly becomes um, a majority of Republicans, no abortion legislation is going through the assembly. I mean, the assembly majority uh, has made it clear they support abortion right up to the time the child is born. Even if the child could survive outside the womb, the, the assembly majority is not going to change regardless of who the governor is. But my position is, once there's a heartbeat, we need to start treating that uh, baby as a real human. Mrs. Lewis, you now have 60 seconds to respond. Thank you. 
it is not about um, a, uh, for abortion. That is not the issue. It is pro-choice. To have somebody tell me as a woman, to have somebody tell my daughter, have someone tell my niece that you must obey a law that governs your body. That is the real strike against democracy. I can't imagine anyone who would want to have um, um, someone else telling them what to do with their body, what they must do, because of how they believe. I believe abortion is a health issue. That is a decision that the woman, her doctor, and her God makes. Mr. Goodell, would you like to rebut? Certainly. When that baby has a heartbeat, I think we have to start saying it's not just about what the woman wants. You know, we used to joke uh, when our mothers would say, I brought you into this world, I can take you out. It's not a joke. When there's a heartbeat, you're dealing with a developing human. Now, I've made it clear that even in those extraordinary circumstances, abortion might be appropriate. Mother's health, uh, serious risk of health or death or or if it's a miscarriage, or the mother was, for some reason, unaware she was even pregnant. But we need to be really thoughtful once there's a heartbeat. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so we have come to the part where we're going to be doing closing statements. Uh, closing remarks, uh, I have on my list that we, we were giving two minutes each. I think we're given the time allotment. We're going to give 90 seconds each. So uh, we'll start with... Um, Ms. Lewis, we have 90 seconds for our closing remarks. Thank you. I want to bring to this office new experiences, different ways of looking at a situation, the ability for me to mediate between opposing parties or not, to research the problem, to find a common goal or solution for us all. It is evident that uh, there is not much business being going on right now because of the fraction of the parties. And um, I, I would love the opportunity to strategically place Chautauqua County in a position to work with the majority, to work with the resources that they have and they're giving to other parts of the state and to land it here in Chautauqua County. We have a beautiful area. Uh, the cost of living affords us the opportunity to live here, stay here, and thrive here if we have the services. And um, to thrive here if we have the services and to uh, be able to visit other areas, but to stay here if we can find a living wage, if we can find um, a good access to getting to health services, if we can have affordable housing, if we can, we, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm 
Okay, thank you. Mr. Goodell, you have 90 seconds for your closing remarks. Uh, thank you, and again, thank you for hosting this. I'm focused on making New York and Chautauqua County a better place for every one of our residents, every one of our businesses, and everyone who needs to be here and survive and thrive. And that's why I'm focusing on what we can do to reduce inflation. And I support making the gas tax cut permanent. I'm focused on, on increasing the supply of energy and opening up our own natural resources to bring the cost of heat in our homes lower. I'm focused on how we can make our communities safer. And that's why I've introduced legislation with Senator Borello to restore judicial discretion and eliminate this catch and release policy with dangerous criminals. I'm proud of the work that we've done in supporting our communities, supporting organizations getting critical grants. And we brought millions of dollars to this area, including millions for just a comedy center as an example. And I will continue to focus on constituent services as we've helped hundreds of people during the pandemic. I've always had a passion for welfare reform, focusing on how we can make it more effective so that people can leave welfare, so people can be successful. And unfortunately, our current law traps people in welfare, and I've introduced several legislative pieces to address that. I support Second Amendment rights, but recognize we need to do more to put illegal criminals with guns behind bars. And that will be my focus, is putting criminals behind bars rather than taking licenses or gun rights away from law-abiding residents. I look forward to uh, continuing this discussion with my colleagues, and, and I hope the public will listen carefully to what we have to say. Thank, thank you. Thank you. So I want to thank both of our candidates and, and, and uh, who are participating in this debate today. Also, thank you to our audience, whether online or behind me in person. Thank you to those who have tuned in. You will be able to hear this presentation online on WRFALP.com as well as view it on WNYNewsNow.com, and we will have the rebroadcast on WRFA. On behalf of my media partner, Justin Gould, here for WNY News Now, and Terry Frank of Media One Group Radio, as well as the entire WRFA, Reg Lene Center for the Arts, and Cranky Play production team, thank you for being with us, and good night.